When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast on Fansided's 12thmanrising.com. I'm Lee, and with me is the star of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how are you? Not too bad today, sir. How about you? Ah, better than two and five. I can say that, personally yeah, speaking. right? Jeez. It's it's funny cuz uh I was looking at um the Seattle Times which I check in a lot, you know, and Bob Condota uh, always gives his grades which he's he's fantastic at what he does and much better leagues better than I could ever do. Um and but part of his grades article said something about like, oh, you know, they lost the first two games so it's kind of worst case scenario with Seahawks. I'm like, worst case scenario is them losing to the Jaguars. Like I yeah. can do, I can live with losing to a good Steelers defense with Geno Smith, you know, and uh, a good Saints defense with Geno Smith, but losing to the Jaguars—that's worst case scenario. They cannot lose this week. I was looking at some of the stats, and it's like, even with Geno Smith, um, they should not lose to the Jaguars. And and I want to get your take on this. My personal take on Geno Smith is he has not been the problem. The problem has been the that almost cussed effing third down and one run first of all to Alex Collins that was stupid and Gino when he came into the game in the fourth quarter against the Rams it felt like he had a lot more freedom to just be doing what he does and it feels like they've hamstrung him so much that he's like I can't really do much I'm going to take sacks even though I'm throwing the ball away because my offensive line sucks so anyway I I don't know what your take on Gino Smith is but I'd love to hear it the offensive line really sucks. And I was talking to a guy at work today. He goes, he goes, your offensive line is horrible. I'm like, dude, you think? And he goes, they need to put some. I mean, we had this whole conversation about all this stuff and about Russ's complaints and this and that. And I was like, I, I cannot argue one point with you, dude. And, you know, Geno Smith, he's an athletic dude. I mean, he's not horrible. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL, and everybody knows that. But and I, why did we change offensive coordinators? I mean, seriously, what is different this year than the last year or the year before? I mean, there's no scheme. It's like, you know, you run, run. It's, it's like the old, um, you know, in the old days when they used to run on first down, run on second down, run on third down and punt. It's <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? It, it's I agree. I don't I don't. It is not. The problem is not Geno Smith. 
Geno, does Geno Smith have some issues? Yes, but we know what those are. You know, it's not nobody was expecting Geno Smith to be Russell Wilson, but my God, it's it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, people get PO'd at Geno Smith. It's like, dude, he's a backup for a reason, first of all, and he's not terrible. And I'll be honest, Russell Wilson takes those same sacks that he took. Yep. Yep. Because Russell doesn't get rid of the ball either. And and he had what three sacks basically at the end of the game when it was every sack he took was a clear passing attempt. He didn't like get sacked on and he threw the ball away. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. What could he have done better? Yes, if he was a Russell Wilson, maybe. And maybe Russell Wilson wins that game. But I'll be honest, with that offensive line and no Chris Carson, and no offense to Alex Collins, because he was great against the Steelers. What they asked him to do against the Saints was completely unfair, because no Chris Carson couldn't have done any better, because you're asking him to run into a wall every damn time that he has the ball. And it's and the same thing with Kamara. It's just the only difference with Kamara is, hey, you know what? The Saints figured out they could throw him the ball. Seahawks, they... And again, going back to the fourth quarter again in the Rams game, what did Geno do? And and basically, what did they do with Russell Wilson in the first halves of most games this season? They came out. They didn't wait until the ball was or the time clock was down to like three seconds to get off the snap or worse. They they hurried up the play. And that's exactly what Geno did in the fourth quarter against a good Rams team. He didn't wait to snap it. He was in the hurry-up offense, and he com- he completed passes to the tight ends and running backs. And since he's been the starter the last two weeks, they've been like, just don't make a mistake. Run the snap down to like one second, and then do what you got to do. To me, and, yeah. and you kind of hit on it. With, with Shane, sorry to interrupt you, but it's like with Shane Waldron and and Brian Schottenheimer, the difference or the slim. Uh, the similar patterns to that and people hate on Pete for no reason, I think, but now I'm starting to think the issue isn't the offensive coordinator. It's what Pete wants them to do in the game. Yeah. And that's kind of my point is the offensive, you know, Schottenheimer alluded to it. Hey, I don't really have control. I'm not making the calls here. And it's pretty apparent now that he was accurate in saying that. And, and, I mean, because this resembles the Rams offensive of the last few years, absolutely zero percent. I don't see one thing in here that the Rams did. And you're right. Why, why is every run play a dive play or a trap play? I mean, it's right over the damn tackle or the guard. I mean, there's nothing outside. Alex Collins has some pretty good moves. I mean, he's a you know, he's a pretty good. I've seen him out in the open field when he when he catches a pass. He can juke some guys, but it's hard to do that when, like you said, you're running right into a wall. I, I just don't get it. And you know what? Do you think that maybe in here, I don't, I don't mean, I, I, don't, I guess Norton's running the defense. I don't know. Maybe Pete's running that too. But do you think you might say, okay, who's the best player on their team? Jameis Winston? No. Kenny Stills? No. Alvin Kamara? Oh, yeah, there's that guy. You think we might say, hey, Let's stop him. Let's not let him beat us. And that's exactly what happened. I tell you what, the problem with the thing about the Jaguars is I think um, Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston th- underthrew a lot and overthrew a lot and missed a lot of passes that he should have completed 
that I think Trevor Lawrence is going to complete. And that's what scares me about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that because Winston threw passes. I mean, it was it was funny because the one pass that the TV commentators were saying, oh, you know what? They got Jordan Brooks out on Kamara in the fourth, late in the fourth quarter. He should have thrown that pass. Well, Brooks had that Kamara totally covered for once in the game. Actually, and I'll get back to that in a second. But you're right. If if a better quarterback had been, if Drew Brees had been the quarterback of the Saints, they would have scored 35 points on the Seahawks. And it, it's not the players. You pointed it out exactly, which is the the thing that frustrates me the most about Ken Norton Jr. is, okay, maybe from half to half, there's changes. But great defensive and offensive coordinators make changes drive to drive based on what you're seeing. It took them a whole half to figure out, you know what? If we move Brooks and Wagner over to his side, they stopped throwing to Kamara as much. How many of those 10 receptions that he had were in the second half? One? Yeah. Two? Exactly. And that that's their whole offense. That was their whole offense, as you said. They stopped. They stuffed him. Puna and Al Woods were fantastic in the middle. He got nothing running the ball. He had that one gain of, what, 11, 12 yards where he ran out wide for once, where the defensive scheme allowed them to do that. He had 40, what, 41 yards rushing. That's 29 yards on, on inside carry. He got nothing. He was doing all his damage, uh, you know, receiving. And most of that was in the first half. And, yeah, the Seahawks came back and, and tied it in the in the second half. But the damage was done. The Saints were, were set up to win the game, which they did, with a guy who'd never kicked before, and we had a – have a kicker who missed two two field goals. The fifty three yarder, eh? But he missed a what a forty four yarder. You got to make that. And he makes three point five million dollars a year, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's he was we got we got you know with as Seahawks fans we knew how it was at least after Hauschka left, right? After that, it was like oh we got to replace Hauschka, who was actually a really good kicker for most of his career in Seattle. And then we had a bunch of dead weight at kicker. And then Jason Myers got signed. And I, I think Jason Myers is a good kicker. I think you know, with that position, it kind of gets in your head. Last year, he was perfect, so we got spoiled. And this year, he's 6 of 10. But he's missing kicks. Like the 53-yarder in that windy condition, eh. I mean, it is what it is. And he's not the, he's not the difference in the game in a way, but – Literally, he's the difference in the game because if he makes that one field goal, we still have a tie game. But I still don't think even with him kicking, making that field goal, that Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron, I'm not going to blame it on Shane. But I think with Pete Carroll running that offense, as you said, you know, there's Brian Schottenheimer was right. We don't see we see a little bit of Shane Waldron when he does like the jet sweep with Gerald Everett. And what guess what? Against 12, 13 yards. They run that jet sweep, or at least the play runs the jet sweep a lot. Like, there's a threat. We might do this, but we won't do it. It's like, it works. Do something. Do something. Run a Rams offense, because it would work. But instead, they're right back to Schottenheimer's offense. And Geno can't throw the deep ball, and you don't trust him to do it. So you're lost. What do you expect? I don't know. Yeah, Geno can't throw the deep ball, but he can throw the short ball. And I'm, and he's and he's good at and which is you know kind of the opposite of Russ and I guess you know, it's kind of a different offense but yeah I don't I don't know it it's um 
it's extremely frustrating. You know, I don't expect much nowadays because of, you know, last year and then Russ is gone. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I don't, I mean, I guess I expect him to win a few more games when Russ comes back. But, you know what? I don't know. You know, it looks like Jamal Adams showed up in the second half finally. Um, had some had some good plays and seemed to pay attention to where the ball was and he, pl- and he know, paid attention to the player, which is the same <laughs> thing we because that's what he did. He broke up the pass after the player. I, yeah. I thought we might talk about that because it's like he still didn't play that. He wasn't near the ball, but he played as you said, kind of played it perfectly because he did the Cam Chancellor thing, which is the ball is going to get to the receiver. I need to make sure the receiver doesn't catch it, and that's exactly what he did, which is great. He just can't catch. And he rushed, you know, he's rushed a little better. He got a little more pressures in there. And um, I was a little more impressed. I mean, you know, Blair going down, that's, I hate, that sucks. I mean, because yeah. I don't know. It, but, I, you know, in that defense, I, I saw something. What did what did Pete say about Collier that somebody, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not playing him. But we're a healthy scratch because, you know, we're going bigger. What? <laughs> and why is that guy on the team? I mean, what what does that even mean? I don't even know. I mean, it's just uh, I don't get. I mean, what are you going to have a bunch of Puna Fords in there? I mean, Al Woods. Well, Al Woods helped us out a lot. I mean, a couple couple offsides that I mean, thank yeah. God they only got a field goal on that one. But that was why are you offsides on a field goal as a lineman? I mean, I remember when, you know Camp <laughs> Chancellor used to jump over the line, but. At least he was doing something, you know, but I don't even know. That was that was crazy. Yeah, supposedly they had the 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 block play on, but I mean and and they know more than I do, but like you said, a defensive tackle cuz that cost them the thing with that is he might have made that field goal. It wasn't going to be that long anyway, but it for a guy playing in his first game in the NFL, it set him up for a much shorter field goal, but it also ate a minute and 30 seconds mm-hmm. of the clock. That was a problem because I, you know, I don't know about you, but I have zero confidence in Geno Smith running a two minute offense down the field to score on. I mean, I, that's just not something, but if you got four minutes on three minutes or four minutes on the clock, that's a whole different story, but that, and that you're right. That that's the key to that play is that it ate all that clock. And then people get upset at Gino in that last drive, and it's like, I don't know what you want the guy to do. It's there every down that the Saints had on defense against the Seahawks, they got pressure. Every obvious passing down, and you knew that last drive was every obvious passing down. Gino didn't have that much time. It's not like he was standing down there eating clock not finding an open receiver. First of all, he had nobody open and then he had no time to throw the ball. That, that is not on Gino. I'm not saying Gino is a great quarterback. He's a good backup quarterback, but blaming that on him. What would you rather, who would you, what's the alternative? Nobody. And Jacob Easton's on the team. We, we don't know if he's any good at all. You know, I mean, there's nobody on the team besides Gino that has any really long-term NFL experience, he's your backup and he's the backup for a reason. Is he Russell Wilson? No, but we've watched this team all season long, even with Russell Wilson. And they had a losing season with Russell Wilson too. 
because they would have been two and three if he had finished that Rams game where we watched the first halves of games games and they're like, okay, this looks good. And the second half they tank except for that one win they had, which is like, Oh, the second half, they looked so much better against the 49ers. It's it. I don't think it mattered if Russell Wilson played, they would have lost to the Steelers. They would have lost to the saints. Yeah. The, the only guy that I think could have come in and won that game is old number seven. And I'm not talking about the Tennessee whiskey or the song <laughs> by the old band uh, with my buddy Dave Reese, who worked for the Seahawks. I think he, he, um, I think he might still work for the Seahawks. I had a band called Skin Diver. They had a song called Old Number Seven. I'm talking about <laughs> John Kitna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, but you kind of hit on it, man. It's so frustrating because Brian Schottenheimer, he, his offense, it wasn't going to work long term. Um, even if he had a different coach, it wasn't going to work long term. And basically in the NFL at this point, if you have a good offense, it's probably because you have a offensive minded head coach because very few head coaches leave their offense up to an offensive coordinator. I mean, Andy Reid, you know, the Chiefs, I'm glad I'm not a Chiefs fan because they should have higher hopes than the Seahawks. They have a losing season, but Andy Reid is a good offensive. He was really the offensive corner. Shane, Sean McVay is really the offensive corner. We know how it works, but Pete has to be. And I like Pete. There's no way the Seahawks have the success they have over the last 11 years without Pete Carroll being the head coach. But he needs to let his he needs to trust not the players. He needs to trust his coaches to coach, except for Ken Norton Jr. Maybe he needs to take over the defense. But he Pete is a defensive coach. He needs to let his offensive coaches coach. And clearly, like you said, Schottenheimer was micromanaged at the end of last year. And Shane Waldron is not running the offense that he wants to run. There's no way because it looks too similar. There are some sets that look different as far as like, oh, we're running this jet sweeper. Oh, this is a different alignment. But what we're running out of the alignment is the same exact thing that we've run. I mean, that third and third and one, there's no way Sean, a Sean McVay coach runs that play straight up the middle when it's getting stuffed every time. That's just stupid. That was the most stupid play I've seen them run all season long. Anything yeah, but if that. You, <laughs> if, you, if you look at, you know, I was thinking about it. If you look at a lot of these teams, you know, they get in that situation. You're going to get, you know, you, if you got a tough quarterback, you can do a quarterback sneak or something like that. But that's when, when a lot of these teams will throw in these trick plays. You know, on those third and shorts or stuff, something like that. Those fourth and short, you know, they'll put in, you know, you know, either a real, a real basic quick pass out or, you know, a quarterback sneak. But that's when they throw in these trick plays, and and you just you have no confidence that the Seahawks are going to get it. Like, what are they going to do? Well, it's running up the middle. <laughs> um, and then speaking of running it up the middle, I saw something, and this I don't know what this is supposed to do where Pete said, yeah, I'd like to see uh, Ethan Posick at center, and maybe that'll uh, maybe that'll get Fuller in gear. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, and what the hell? How about we, I mean, it's just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Ho- hopefully Fuller, Fuller didn't see that on Twitter is the first time he saw it. You know, well, yeah, that's probably <laughs> going to piss him off, but I'm like, man. Yeah, Fuller, 
Fuller and Posick stink. They made the uh, the bumble this offseason where they didn't sign Austin Ryder, which is what they should have, who's actually a backup in the Saints. The Saints' backup center is better than either of the options for Seattle at center right now. So, I don't – I mean – I expect or they could or they could have drafted that Creed guy instead of Eskridge. Yeah. I'm just saying. There was actually there was two centers, two centers that went after Eskridge that are starting now and playing phenomenal. That's sixty two and sixty third draft pick, I think. Well, we know that every first and well, I'm glad you brought up first round draft picks. There was clearly an experiment with Rashad Penny in the second quarter. No Alex Collins, who actually looked decent in the first quarter. And then they put in Rashad Penny, who didn't do anything. And then they, it was like, oh, and they went back third, mid-third quarter to fourth quarter back with Alex Collins, even though they're called stupid plays. Alex Collins, how much, how many yards rushing did he have in that game? 30 or 40 or whatever it was? Maybe. He got nearly every ounce of those yards on his own. Mm-hmm. He was he was breaking tackles. He broke tackles to stop a three-yard loss into a one-yard loss. He did. He wasn't the issue at all. I mean, Chris Carson would not have done any better. And and it's just I I just I'm so frustrated with what they're trying to do. But of course we have the Jaguars this week on Jaguars. If I was uh, whoever that guy was that used to commentate on ESPN all the time. Jag Jaguar. um here's here's the thing i know i know people i don't know if people are looking at like what their scores are and and i know they're just jacksonville and they stink well they do stink but they won their last game this is oddly the third straight game that seattle will play where the team they're playing is coming off a bye week which is odd but so the jacksonville didn't play last week they won their their last game in week six and they beat miami which stinks as well they beat them by three in london so i guess technically you could say hey the jaguars haven't won a game in north america this year which is true but but every game they got blown out in the first game by houston they got blown out in the second game by denver the cardinals beat them 31 to 19 then they lost 24 to 21 to cincinnati which is obviously no shakes at this point because the Bengals are really good yeah and they kind of got blown out by the titans because of turnovers and then they beat Miami. They're getting better every week. And and Trevor Lawrence has, what, eight interceptions, seven touchdown passes on the season. Um, seven of those interceptions came in the first three weeks. He has one interception over the last three weeks. And you kind of hit on this already. My fear is that Trevor Lawrence obviously is better. If Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback of the Saints, they score 35 on the Seahawks last week. I'm scared of this game because I think I think they're going to do enough to defeat the Seahawks. The Seahawks defense is playing a little bit better, but they're playing against two older bad quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence is the anti older bad quarterback, right? Yeah, I think so. I need to go back a little bit cuz you were you were talking about I think you were a little hard on Rashad Penny. You said he didn't do anything. He didn't get hurt. So that's true. he did that, which is about, you know, I mean, that's actually a good thing. So it's I, funny I, you I brought that I, up because of my bold <laughs> predictions or one of the predictions I had was like Rashad Penny would play three, three downs and then get hurt. So he, he did not get hurt. So we should be proud of him for that. 
Yeah, and really that wasn't a bold prediction. That was pretty much, <laughs> come on, Lee, you know it's going to happen. Let's, you know, let's let's just step out on the, on a limb here. But I I agree, Lawrence is good. I mean, he's. I tell you what, that kid has got to the first of the season. I guess Meyer did too, but he had Lawrence had to be going through some trauma to lose all those games. I mean, when was the last time that guy lost a game? Middle school and and. You know, it's he's true. done all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's losing these games. It's like when Michael Vick got hurt, never been hurt, and he got hurt, and he did not react to that well. So, but Laura, I mean, Lawrence is a good kid. I think he was raised well, and, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's athletic as hell, and it, it does scare me. And you're right, if if if, if the, any other – Drew Brees, Trevor Lawrence was a quarterback at the Saints, it would have been over a lot sooner. And – it it does scare me, and it, you know, he's, how many interceptions does our team have? Not very many, maybe two or three, maybe. Whatever, whatever Quandre Diggs has. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and that's just it's horrible. We don't have any ball hawks, and I don't <laughs> interceptions. Okay, Trevor Lawrence's interceptions. We don't get interceptions, so that's kind of an irrelevant point as far as you know. And you're right. He hasn't thrown any. He's getting better. Um, I don't know. I think we win the game because we have to. I mean, if, you know, I don't know about a must win, but <laughs> because must win for what? To me, I mean, I saw somebody on Twitter <laughs> say, we still got a chance to make the playoffs. Russ is coming back against Green Bay. I'm like, really? Have you seen what the Cardinals are doing and the Rams? I mean, even in our division, we stink. And but yeah, I, I think we win the game. I, I don't know what's going to be by lot. Um, maybe we do. You know, maybe Adams continues his uh, his good play into this into this game. And and I don't know. I, I don't know. Those defensive backs are getting beat up. Missing. You know, Blair. What what was the? I guess Sidney Jones wasn't completely horrible. But I, yeah, I would the corners were not the issue in this game. No. I would have hoped Trey Brown got got the start, but um, yeah, you're right. The corners were not horrible. It was I don't know what the deal was. was I mean, the, the deep, you know, the it was 100 yeah, percent the scheme. You know, I said that. Well, I heard some somebody else say, "Well, the defense." I mean, look at the defense. Well, look at the quarterbacks we're playing against. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you know, Winston's not the best one out there. I'm, you know, and hey, I've always been a Jameis Winston fan. And I'm glad he's doing well. I didn't really think he would, but I'm glad he's doing well. Um, but we'll see. I, I think we win the game probably. That's going to be a probably a snooze or maybe 17-14s Hawks, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not hey, too confident about it. <laughs> yeah, my hope is that um, – because the Jaguars defense is not good. It's terrible. So my hope is that they actually let Geno Smith throw the ball a little bit because DK, DK wants to go off, right? Like that first throw. I mean, just just target lock it. Well, target your your tight ends first of all. Will Disley has disappeared not because of talent, but because the offensive is offense is limited to that. And Gerald Everett does. I mean, he looks exciting. But Lockett had two targets, and the Saints are Saints defense is good, but tar, you got to target your receivers. Metcalf had what one target or two targets after that first play he had th- throwing the ball. 
I mean, yeah. let him make, try to make him, let him make a play. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but the Jaguars defense is so bad. You got to, you got to do that. My fear is they'll go into the game again and they'll think, Gino, we got this win. Just don't screw it up. We're going to limit you. We're going to run the ball a whole bunch, which is a mistake. Let Gino be Gino. I mean, if he makes mistakes, he makes mistakes, but he's going to make plays for you as well. Um, but defensively, it's like I'm looking at, at Trevor Lawrence's stats. It's a quarterback rating um, since it has gone like this, 70.1 to start with in the week one when he threw 51 passes, so it throws it off. Then 37.2, 68.1, then 96.5, 92.1, His completion rate is 54.9, 42.4, 64.7, but then 70.8, 70. And he's finding his way, and he's going to find his way against the Seahawks if they let him have a chance. Unfortunately, yeah, because our defense will allow him to find his way. It's uh, You know, the, and the thing about DK was in that dude's head. I mean, they were going – at the beginning of the yes. game, I was like, man, D, DK better keep his cool. And then I was – when they showed, I was like, DK's keeping his cool. He is screwing with that dude. Throw to him. I mean, he had him off. It looked like to me. So I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I didn't realize they hadn't thrown him. And the announcer said, "Yeah, but thrown to D." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" He was working him. Yeah, because they moved the safety over. Like that's all you have to do to fix this offense. Seriously, it's move a safety. Yeah, that's, that's kind of stupid. And and if you move a safety over, what does that do? That leaves the middle open. Throw the. Freaking re- tight ends. That's what they're there for. Both Disley and Everett can catch. Throw it to them. Yes, yes, it they just, can. It was just, man, I just have no hope in this. I, against n- n- not anti Pete. For the last eleven years, he has led the Seahawks to the most successful period of time they have had consistently. He needs to be the head coach. He also needs to let his offensive coaches coach. He he needs to find Gus Bradley back next year when he's let go by the Raiders, not because he stinks, but because there's a new head coach there. If Ken Norton's just, if he's the, still the defensive coordinator of this year, then maybe we're talking about like Pete needs to fire himself because he's the VP of football operations, but he needs to let his offensive coaches coach because he, they know more than he does. He's not an offensive coach. Yeah. We should have got Dan Quinn too. Yeah. I mean, there's the, yeah. Chris Richard should still be the DC, you know, Gus Bradley and Dan Quinn. I, I understand why they left. But, I mean, you know, the defensive stats have gone down just like they did last year at the end of last year because they faced two quarterbacks who aren't good. And Trevor Lawrence is ready to be like, this is where I am. I'm the new star of the league, and he could do it this week. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, I I do think, after all that, I do think the Seahawks win. Um, but I... You know, I can see it going. I can see it being 28, 14 Seahawks if they let Geno play a little bit. I can also see it, like you said, 17, 14. Heck, I could even see it 17, 10 Jaguars. But <laughs> if it's two and six, then changes need to be made. Unfortunately, we have no confidence. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so. Because we watch every game of every minute, and we know how we know what to expect. Exactly. And it's just sad that the coaches, coaching staff, doesn't seem to think maybe we shouldn't run up the middle against this team on third and one. 
Mm-hmm. We should cover Alvin Kamara. Yeah, exactly. I'd like anyway. I'd like to say I'd like to say that we were able to watch him a lot in college, but the funny <laughs> thing is he didn't play a lot in college. He was like the third string guy. It's, it's stupid. It's funny you say that because I almost tweeted out in the game that Butch Jones has to be watching this thinking. Surely uh, Hurt could do better than this. <laughs> yeah, surely John Kelly. I mean, they're way better than this clown. How oh many how many UT players were in that game? There were four, right? You had yeah, Shai Cal- Tuttle. Callaway. Yeah, Kamara. Well, you would have had Taylor. He didn't play, and he would have made a difference maybe. But four UT players, and they suck. And it's like, clearly that's a coaching issue, not a player issue, because all four of those guys are good. So it's, yeah, isn't that, isn't that crazy? It comes down to coaching, and what's what we what have we been talking about all day about or all all this last however long we've been on the on the thing is coaching. <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's hope for a Seahawks win. Hope for a happier podcast next week. But that's our show, and as always, Kevin has the final two words. Go Hawks! Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.